you can see, I'm up. Uh... Rails. Where <laughs> yeah. we're going, we don't need. And rails. welcome rails. to episode 82 of Ripping the Rack podcast. Uh, the longest running episodic, weekly episodic podcast regarding Candlepin Bowling on the interwebs today. Uh, maybe not tomorrow, but definitely today. Definitely today. Uh, I am, I'm going to call myself the host. I am the host of this show. Uh, my name is Tim. With me today, I'm going to start on my upper left. He is the king of the north, Mr. Calvin Locke. Hello, everybody. How are How we doing? tonight? How you doing, Calvin? Good, buddy. Oh, just banging. Watch him feel the dreams. I got, is it actually I got, feel the dreams you today? Oh, yeah. it today? No, I put, it, I put it in. I put the DVD oh. in because I was oh. so upset yesterday. What Somebody got a stern email. I don't know. Oh, it wasn't still the dream. It was definitely not. Oh, it was a dreams, sternly not. worded email. And oh, they, boy. I, I want their job. You went full chat on, on my, uh, <laughs> let's see, on my lower right, could be on your upper right, could be on your upper left. He could be in the middle. I don't know where the hell he is on your screen, but on mine, he is the lower right. He is the coastal crusader. He's a mile from me. Mr. Brian Ather. Brian, how you doing, buddy? I am great, Tim. How is everyone tonight? I got back from Exeter yesterday, the whole ride home, and didn't fall asleep. Well, so, of course you could. Somebody Tim was having a hissy fit and lived past the yeah. side. <laughs> no, the I hissy mean, fit I... was at the bowling alley, and we'll talk about that, maybe. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a true Tim Matero hissy fit. Yeah, I didn't kick sure. a, I didn't kick a ball return. I didn't throw the balls i didn't throw one overhand no but that shoe cover absolutely beat the hell out of that seat <laughs> <laughs> yeah and my, gla my glasses went flying too i pulled a charlie oh, mile uh let's fine. see and they, go on flying, my lower... they hit me in the middle of the chest keeping score well i was gonna break them but then i figured i'd throw it on the softest spot in the house uh <laughs> you know uh on my lower left is our mass hole Mr. Marky Pins, Mark Ritchie, how you doing, buddy? Not too bad. How are we doing tonight, guys? And young lady here in the chat as well. I can't just say, guys, what's going on this evening? No, we just established she's old. We just talked about this. She's younger than me, so you can piss off. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. True so story. So you're just true, ancient. True story. So, obviously, we have a very special guest with us tonight. And by special, I mean special. She is a multi, multi-time state champion. She is a world champion, multi-time world champion, if I'm not mistaken. She holds uh, many records. Uh, she has been a decorated softball, uh, basketball, soccer star. Um, she's one of my favorite people, Amanda Carroll. Amanda, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. What's up, kid? <laughs> You didn't rehearse that intro, did you, Tim? I actually did not. That no. was off the cuff. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. That, that, <laughs> like everything that I do on this show, I don't write shit down. I do everything no. off the cuff. Since Absolutely. day one, and I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> he can. He can. Uh, so we have a huge, and I mean huge, agenda today. Uh, we have we have the most amount of questions ever for a guest, yes. and it just shows how much love the Candleman community has for Amanda. Oh. Yes, Back. and I we and I weeded out all the hate mail, which mostly <laughs> came from Calvin. So I weeded that out. Um, um, no, <laughs> she's my favorite person to beat by seventeen pins. It's it's my favorite. Like <laughs> you didn't you didn't you did beat her by seventeen. By 17 pins. <laughs> Thank you. Your team won, Calvin. You might never have beaten Amanda. Oh yeah. Right. She. Oh yeah. That's a, that's actually a true <laughs> statement. Uh, so let's let's actually start real quickly before we get into um, our uh, conversation with Amanda. Let's talk a couple of quick tournaments, a couple of quick tournament results. Uh, just to let everyone know, uh, we do have the Pro Series uh, three-person team event coming up at uh exeter and that is coming up saturday january 8th i know the 1 p.m is already full he is taking signups for the 10 p uh, 10 a.m shift 
this is a this is an event where you have five strings of qualifying. Um, they take the top twenty four, and you have randomly selected teams of three. Um, cool event. Uh, it's a really fun event. That is again Saturday. Uh, sign up. Give it a try. Um, I am. Even I'm doing it. <laughs> Good luck. Even Brian. Even even the big fella's doing it. Maybe I'll. Um, I think you do well. The one o'clock well. is full, by the way, yes. already. Yes. I can get up in the morning. I can't be up at 9.45 at night. But here you are. <laughs> Don't mind me if I fall asleep. <laughs> that's, that's okay. You should do it, Amanda. It, uh, you would... Uh, Absolutely. You would do very well. Well, I've seen you bowl at Exeter. I, you bowl well at Exeter. You bowl well anywhere. Let's put it that way. Um... <laughs> So I know there's that, and there's a couple other tournaments on Candlepin Chat that I don't know. My my computer's not really working very well at the moment, so I can't even pull up Facebook to um, to get that information. But I know uh, Webster Lanes has one. A um, couple there's others. Bob Allard's tournament, the Battle yeah, of the Oh, thank you, Brian. Men. We got like twelve ladies now, so we need some more men for Bob Allard's tournament. That is what the battle of the sexes. Sixteenth yeah, um, of January. Yeah, at think, Portsmouth, right? Portsmouth. I Portsmouth. think okay. I think the women are trying to prove something here. <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder. I wonder where this came from. Yeah, I wonder. Huh. I wonder what happened. That women are just like we are bowling in this battle of the sexes. Feels like it's a southern breeze that blew in from down yeah. south. <laughs> Well, we won't we won't go there. Uh, we've we've kind of stayed away from the, I'll call it the third rail of bowling. Um, that's an remember. eloquent way to put it. Yes, yeah, or, yeah that's Thank a you. very eloquent way to put it. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Calvin. You've got uh, you've got some results. Yeah, Miranda had her team tournament uh, this past uh, Sunday. Uh, we have our results. Greg, Bert, Lisa, and Ray were the winners. Uh, second place was Miranda's team. Miranda, Alex, Travis, and Chris. Third was Trisha, Chad, Natalie, and Lindsay. And fourth was Toby, Darren, Brad, and Peter. And Chris Ryder had high average at 125. So mm, okay. that's, that's, that's impressive for Kingswood. That's, that's about a 132, some anywhere else. <laughs> That's a well. No, Chris is a good bowler. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So. He, he, he's, he's a good a world bowler. champ. He's got as many world yep. championships as you do, Tim Matero. Really? Yeah. How, how many does he have? One. <laughs> oh, I've got more than one. No, no, the first one doesn't count. We've been over this. Hitting a four-seven pocket to win doesn't count. Oh, sure, that does. <laughs> of course, it does. I we, we should consult the other man on the lane for that. Consult yeah. Robbie and Vic House. Yeah, yeah, we should. Ask Davey Summerton. He loves to talk about that. Yeah, I guarantee it. Um, I will say before we before we move on, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Michael McGinty. Um, he had a day yesterday uh, at Exeter. Um, where they ended up clinching first place with one uh, with one match to go, um, they have lost one string this year. They are forty. I think it was like forty two and two or something like that. That is uh, disgusting in the pro league. That is disgusting. And, oh my and, God. He, it's all he because did of Maddie, probably not Mike. It's Maddie. Yeah. Well, no, look, Maddie. Honestly, Maddie. Maddie is fourth in high average amongst everyone. Um, and I told McGinty, I said, you know, I said you got to consider yourself lucky with the fact is that they wouldn't allow Maddie to be a captain for whatever dumbass reason. I don't know, but you were able to get a 120 average bowler with your first pick. Yeah. Good for him. Well, what I, yeah. what I'm giving him a shout out is he did. I know three times yesterday, he pulled out a string in the last two boxes um, he was down 21 to Baker with two boxes to go and pulled the string out. Um, wow. He had uh, he That's had a one, yep, wow. he had a 160. Uh, uh, Joey Lister threw a 160 at him, but he threw marks in the uh, McGinty threw marks in the eighth, ninth, and tenth box to to pull the string out. 
And he had one other one that I was, I kind of saw it out of the corner of my eye and I kind of looked over and he, I think he went like spare strike or strike spare or something like that to, to win a string by single digits um, as well. And wow. it, it's for a guy that doesn't normally bowl anchor, meaning in the worlds, he doesn't bowl anchor. I know Mark on your Friday night pro league, he doesn't bowl anchor. Um, you know, he, he's, he's come a long way and he's, he's only getting better. And the fact is, is that his head is getting better, which makes him more, uh, more dangerous as a bowler. So, I've been saying it for absolutely. years, for years. I've been watching that boy since he was in Candlepins for kids and the juniors, when that kid grows up and when the head, like all of us, when we were younger, we were all significantly hotter than we are now on the lanes when we fail or we mess up. When that boy grows up and that head matures, look out, look out, cook out, like they like to say, because that boy is going to be something amazingly special. I've been saying it for years. It's great to see it happening for the kid. He's been a stud on Fridays. He's he's the glue that holds a team together. And then when he comes up and he just goes house like this, you guys better get ready to keep seeing this because this is only going to keep happening for years to come. Years. I, I, I love mm-hmm. to see it. I, I do. I love to see it because – you know, I've said this long and I've, I've joked with Brian about this, that I am on the far side of the downward side of my career, meaning I don't have many years left um, in competitive Candlepin. But no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I just like to see. I love to see bowlers <laughs> pull in that anchor spot. And I love to see people pull out strings. It's fun to watch. Oh, so, I thought you were going to go off on your diatribe, how you're old and you're going to retire and we're yeah. going to get the <laughs> violin out so we can play the sad nope. music for no, I, I No, I've got a couple more things I need to win. I haven't, qu- I haven't yeah, quite won everything. You Mike McGinty, you're the man, baby. You're the man, Mike McGinty. Don't let anybody tell you when he did. Oh, I, I, have, I have a score, uh, a high score to talk about, actually. Uh, Tim Hazer. Last yes. night, uh, 160, man, 136, 149 for a 445. Nice. So good bowling for Tim. Yeah. Awesome Unreal. bowling out of Tim. Nice. I don't Very know where nice. that was. Do you know where that was, Marky? Where he bowls? I don't. I thought last I, I thought knew it said Tim- Timber, didn't it? Was it Timber? If that happened at Timber, that makes it all the more impressive because that place is, is he not going? Is he going down? Place right now. Hey, he's playing Timber. <laughs> Sorry. I- I so can't good say that place Tim. without thinking in my head. Another guy who, when down. he hits the head pin, the rack explodes. Right, Marky? When when Timmy hits the head pin, that thing explodes. He's got that heavy ball. He's a big guy. And he throws that heavy ball. It's not the fastest ball ever, but it hits the pins like a wrecking ball. You're going to start singing wrecking Came ball now, too? Like a wrecking I knew it was coming. Ball. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I set him up, you knock him down. That's how we do it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> So let's uh, let's move on to questions for our guests. And by the way, Amanda, let's this is a back and forth. Baby, it, it, let's Jesus. talk about you. Oh, I thought we were. <laughs> oh, Calvin. Oh, uh, where's my mute? Who brought uh, well, like, How did he get over yeah. customs of the internet? No, I muted him. We're good. Internet oh, great. Now we're going to get the Calvin, <laughs> the Calvin notepad. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so let's uh, because we do have a ton of questions. Start, start um, with the um, the viewer questions, so we get to those. Most of these are viewer questions. I didn't okay, write any questions. So pick I didn't a few good ones. Pick a good one. I didn't. I did yeah. not write any questions down for Amanda because I just want you to start with us, like we always do, and then we never get to viewer questions because that makes people grumpy. Okay. Um. So, how come you hate the spread eagle? Doesn't everyone hate the spread eagle? She's not wrong. It was a viewer. It was a I viewer. I think you're question. pretty crazy if you like the spread eagle. That's true. That's true. Or you're just one of those jokers that likes to run around and go, "How does that happen?" It's actually very easy how that happens. Very, yeah, very I know. I saw. It, I saw it a lot yesterday. Oh my god! You did in the second match. We all did in the second match yesterday. Yeah. Yep. I guess, Amanda. Let's let's. Let's go back in time. Let's go back, um, let's go back in time. 
Uh, who uh, who kind of <laughs> Calvin? At least Calvin's still muted. Let's keep going. We'll go. Yeah. Uh, who who brought you into bowling? Like, what got you into Candleton bowling? My mom back in the day used while well, she still bowls. Um, so she bowled in the Friday night league at the Big Twenty for a long time with Michael Bryan and Steve Guzzi and all those guys. Um, so I used to go down there and watch her bowl all the time. And I mean, I started at like five, my house was like five minutes from the big 20. So she got us and my brother into a league when we were really little. So even when I did sports growing up, I always still stayed in the Saturday morning league and I didn't get to go very often, but I pre-bowled a lot and, um, but I never stopped really in college i stopped a little bit and i bowled in the summers but since i was five i've bowled in the league basically every year so and my mom and i still bowl together since i got out of college we bowled at the big 20 on tuesday nights since 2005. that's cool that's awesome yeah Mm -hmm. that that's cool that's that's um i get a chance to bowl with my dad every wednesday night in the league and it's it's something really cool to bowl with a parent in a league it's fun I got my ass handed to me by my mother and sister a few times bowling in the league. Well, they were both better than you. At least Karen was. God, I'm going mute you two. All right. Mark, it's just you and I against Amanda now. How you doing, buddy? (laughs) Why don't you go ahead and read off another one of those juicy viewer questions they have for us? Let's read off another one. So uh, keeping it, uh, keeping it back when you were younger, um, Besides the obvious parent being a being a mentor influencer, who else back then was a kind of a influencer of your game? Well, I'd have to say um, Michael Bryan was probably um, he. I used to love to watch him bowl. He set through such a smooth ball. Um, and Steve Guzzi. That's kind of probably where Brooke and I kind of got our attitude from when we were kids. I can't say that I was I was well behaved when I was a junior bowler. Oh my god! Not too many of us were. That's okay. It's normal. It's normal. My favorite, honestly, though, my favorite Steve Guzzi uh, story is we were bowling a pro tour at Big Twenty, main pro tour. I'm bowling next to him, and I'm bowling pretty good. He's bowling pretty good, and he throws a big triple. Rat comes down. He gets ready to bowl, he stops, and he re-racks on himself. And I just kind of looked at it and said, dude, you're on a triple. What are you doing? He's like, that rack was off. That doesn't surprise said, me. I'm like, dude, you just threw a triple. That rack was off. His next ball was nowhere close to the head pin, by the way. It, <laughs> it totally got him out of the rhythm. But I just, it, it's one of my favorite things. It's like, okay, you just threw three really great balls. On a rack that was probably off. Because the racks don't just mysteriously, you know, go off by an, a half an inch or an inch just mysteriously. It happens over the course of time. And it just, I don't know. I always, I've always laughed at Steve with that one. Just the only guy I know that can ice himself by re-racking the middle, you know, in the middle of a big half. Mike actually came back to the Big 20 a couple of years ago. We bowled on a league together two years ago before COVID. He came back for a year and he bowled at the Big 20. So that was kind of fun. That's kind. Of, Mike was cool. Like yeah. 120. Yeah. He hadn't bowled in a lot of years. Yep. He's a hell of a golfer, too. Yep. Hell of a golfer. Um, along that lines, uh, we have a question here. Uh, we're going to get a little deep for a moment. And they would like to know what your most favorite piece of advice that you've been given. Oh, I would have to say when I got out of college, I bowled in the Can-Am for the first time um, with Bill Duquette. And I was on a lane with Mona and Charlie Mylan. And I always wore my hair down, back down. And Charlie... I bowled like two strings and I stunk. I was like really nervous because I'd never bowled in it before. And he, Charlie's like looking at me and I didn't even know who Charlie was. I didn't, I had no idea. (laughs) And he's like, you need, he hadn't said a word to me the whole day. And he's like, you need to put your hair back. And I'm like, excuse me? 
<laughs> he's like, you need to put your hair back. And I just blew him off. I bowled another half, probably 40 or something. He went back to the desk and he got me a hair tie, like a rubber band. And he dangled it right in front of my face. And he's like, put your hair back. I'm like, okay. So I put it back and then I bowled like a 70 half. And then from there on, I bowled like 120 every game. So I have to say that that was one of the best pieces of advice that I got. And far as far as the bowling, I've never, ever since then worn my hair down for a tournament or a league or anything. No shit. Mm-hmm. So what? So let me piggyback off this. This is not a viewer question. This is a Tim question. Yeah. So if that's and obviously that's great advice for someone that has hair. Uh, you know, um, what would you, what would you say being the accomplished bowler that you are, what would, what would be the best advice you could give a, call it a newer bowler, someone that's just coming up into the adult ranks, coming out of the juniors, um, what, what, what do you think would be some of the best advice you can give? Well, I would say, I wish I knew this back when I was younger. I did a lot of, I would say, personal development in my early 30s. I read a lot of books and I learned about the law of attraction. So negative thoughts attract negative things and positive thoughts attract positive things. And when I was younger and I was in my 20s, even when I played college sports, I was kind of an asshole. I'm not going to lie. And... You know, a singles match. Somebody, I was always thinking, you know, if they have a spare shot, I wasn't thinking like I was hoping they missed it, basically. And when you have that negative mindset about someone else, guess what happens when you bowl your square shot? Miss it. It's kind of like karma. So now in my 30s, when someone makes a nice shot, I tell them they make a nice shot. And I congratulate people that, you know, have a good score. I might not beat them. And it's just changed my mindset a lot. And I think that that, if I had taken that, even like I said, and I talk, talk about when I teach youth sports, I talk about that a lot as well. If you're positive, even about your opponents, then a lot of good things are going to happen to you. And it works. It sounds stupid, but. It really has made an impact on my game as an older adult. And like I said, I wish that I had had that earlier in my career and earlier, even when I was, you know, playing sports in my youth. So do you, because you just mentioned that when, you know, when someone makes a nice shot or when someone makes a spare or something like that, you congratulate them or you say, you know, nice shot or things like that. Um, It's something I struggle with. Because I rarely see what someone else is doing. I just don't notice it. Especially Even when if you're I'm... on his team. I know, but if you throw your second ball and you miss and they are waiting for you to reset or they've already reset it, you know they got to spare. I, honestly, I don't, doesn't... I, don't, I don't pay attention. What plan are I, you and it, No, I, I, learned that, I learned that from Charlie way well, back when. Fine. Yeah, no, no, no. And it's not, it's not. But I'll give I'm not... you another example. When I bowled in the once a month league in Maine just a couple weeks ago, I absolutely stunk. Okay, I had 320 and then I had 336. But we took, uh, what do we got? Eight points a game. So we took, uh, we only lost two matches that whole day. And I bowled anchor, I bowled for Mark Weber and I bowled anchor. In my 20s, if I bowled a 320 and a 330, I would have been rip shit. And I would have, I wouldn't have cared if we would have won or not. Now I have a different mindset. My teammates carried me that day and I, I appreciate that. And in the second match, Chris Lawrence was that's when he bowled his 403. And I was able to appreciate and celebrate with him when before I would not have been able to do that because I would have been so focused on my, myself. I, okay, let me, and I get what you're saying. I guess maybe let me put it a different way. When I'm bowling and when I'm focused, I have this tunnel, I have tunnel vision. Like I literally struggle to see what's going on around me. I will congratulate someone like when we're done. Absolutely. If they throw a big string, 
Um, I mean, again, going back to Calvin, as much as I dislike him at the moment, um, cause he brings up 17 pins all the time as he's laughing now at it. Um, I, I was the first one that went up and congratulated Davey because he did something totally fucking amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um, that's sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that people learn as they get older and appreciate things a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where I was going with that because I, I, no, I, I, I get what you're talking about, Tim, because I've heard you talk about it before. Because Kaler does the same thing, Jason Kaler. He is a guy that, while he's bowling, will cheer your pins to fall while you're bowling against him. And will tell you how to play a shot while you're bowling him. I don't and do Tim's that, like, but... well, no, Tim's like, I, I don't understand how he knows what's going on, the guy that's bowling him, because I have no clue. Well, but that's Tim good just... for you, that you can do that. But I kind of watch yeah, what's going Tim. on around me. Not all the time, but I do. And like I said, if you... But that mindset that I used to have was not good and it affected me. Like I said, and I would bowl a 90 game, we would win by 30 pins and I'd be off kicking the pole because I bowled the 90 game. Right now I don't do that anymore because I appreciate that my teammates were able to pick me up when I was not my best. Right. That shows how good a team can really be. If somebody on the team, one of the better bowlers can chuck a stinker like a 90 and the team still wins the check. Right. Like that's, that's, a, we don't, and we don't learn that until we do get older. Right. So, it, I mean, that's, that's why, like I said, and I teach my kids that now coaching softball and basketball and whatnot. Like I, I always make sure I talk about that, that you congratulate when other teams make good plays or whatever, when someone makes a nice shot, you, you thinking positively, even about the opponent helps you to perform better as well. It's, and I love the thought of the, it's the power of positive thinking. Um, being in sales and things like that for as long as I have a lot of the trainings that I've gone to and done that, they talk a lot about the power of, it's PMA, power of positive mental attitude. Right. Same That's thing. like when you have a team that might not be the best on paper, when they have good chemistry, they're going to win a lot more than because they are able to be positive with each other and pick each other up when that happens. So the team on paper that's might expect to be expected to win might not because it's the chemistry that sometimes overtakes the talent. Yeah, no, I, I I get that. Um, I actually, for the first time, I actually put every all the questions down. So I'm just trying to. Uh, I do have a question that someone would like to know that they would like to know if anyone's ever thrown a triple against you in the playoffs of the Can-Ams. Kevin Gratton. I saw that. Yes, he did. <laughs> okay. Okay, but that wasn't Thanks, against Kevin. you, though. That, that wasn't a, against you. That is an amazingly randomly specific question. I See, I don't remember that kind of stuff. Maybe Lynn did it, but I think it was Kevin. He technically did it against Charlie. Maybe Jeff. Yeah. I don't know. I remember the triple Charlie threw in the Can-Am. Was that in the <laughs> semis? That was the semis of the year yeah. that we won. That's right. Was that against Calvin? No. Damn it was against Doug. That was against Doug Smith. Oh, okay. And, and Judy. So what's your favorite bowling alley to bowl in? I would have to say, well, in Maine, I would have to say Newport. Shocker. I used to love <laughs> Vacation Land, but that's no longer there. No. Nope. Now, Newport was fun when I beat, well, Brooke won, beat every single record, like, Saturday on a 5 o'clock shift, and then I came in at the 9 o'clock shift, and then I beat them all, too. I don't No 10-string match had ever been thrown there, so she had them all for about eight hours, and then... I came in. You guys have the state doubles record at Newport too, don't you? That's where I got the ten string record, the state of Maine record too. What was your? What was that? Thirteen what? Thirteen forty two. That's, That's fantastic. Cool. That's fantastic, Bolden. Mm-hmm. What's your What's your high single? One eighty two. Ooh, good string. Did you? Yeah, was I it one of those? I beat Amanda at something. Yeah. <laughs> Was it was it one of those strings where you had an outside chance at a two hundred or 
No? Okay. I didn't even throw, I think my first triple strike was uh, when I was in my 30s. Really? I don't throw a lot of strikes. Oh, you throw a hell of a lot of spares, though. I do. And I'm more consistent. I don't throw a lot of high games. I don't even remember the last time I threw a 150. Mm -hmm. I do. You bowl with me. Yeah, you bowl with you bowl with me. Yay! Uh, just another one where you kicked my ass, and I was okay with it because we made it to the finals, and and then we we lost the finals. Oh, and Trisha. Yeah, they no one wanted us to win that one. <laughs> That's still I don't love I'm that. used to that. I know. Um, let's see. What's a good question? Oh, what is your favorite moment? In Candleton Bowling, what's been your favorite moment? I would have to say that year that we can, uh, Charlie and I won the Can-Am is one of my favorite moments. Um, I mean, he was 82 years old when we did that. <laughs> um, I bowled really well in the, uh, whatever you call it, the round robin. And I struggled in the um, playoffs. When we bowled Judy and Doug, we were down by a lot. And he turned around. I think it was in his sixth box, maybe seventh. And he turned around, and he I was sitting on the edge because he sits really far forward, or he stands really far forward. And he looked right, me right in the eye, and he goes, watch this. And I was <laughs> like, watch this. And then he threw one, and then he threw two, and then he threw three. And we ended up t- taking the string. And making it to the final, which was not pretty. I think we won like 210 to 207 or something like that. Like it was really close. And still a W. All of his pins in that last five boxes, he beat. I mean, he won the box by like one or two pins. And we kept the lead. I think the lead was only like two. And he kept the lead. It was just impressive to watch. Um, And to be able to do that with him at that age and the Hall of Famer, it was just a really good moment. That's cool. And me and Brooke Brooke winning or beating that state record was up there as well. I mean, we have been trying to do that for, I mean, we've been bowling together since we were seven years old. So that was another really good moment for us to do that up in Newport. Um, After all those years, we were so close so many times, like 10 pins, 12 pins, and we never could put it together. But um, so that was also a good one. That's cool. Um, that's a Charlie oh, moment. That is a Charlie moment. That's a Charlie. And then, I've, and I've then t- after that, he couldn't bowl anymore. They didn't let him bowl. <laughs> those, oh, oh, that's those right. Any rules oh. that come in? Yeah, the rules. Brian, you had a question. I did. Um, to piggyback off that, Amanda, you're a very accomplished athlete outside of bowling. What's your favorite non-bowling athletic moment? Because you're an accomplished college athlete as well. So. I would have to say um, my freshman year in college, we went to the NCAA tournament in basketball. Um, we were we were pretty good, um, but we lost our point guard in the last regular season game or the last playoff game, the championship game, and then but we still ended up winning. And then when we went to, I didn't play a lot my freshman year. But I, when she got injured uh, in that game, I had my highest point total. I had like 22 points, and in the NCAA game, we got blown out. But um, it was just a good experience. We went to Ithaca College in New York, so we get to fly there. And, you know, as a Division three athlete, that's something that you kind of dream about. Um, and we were close the next three years. We made it to the championship two out of the three years. Um, but... It was it was it was quite amazing to be able to experience that. Very I also cool. went to the senior league World Series as uh, right before I went into high school, 1996. We went to we made it to the World Series in softball. Back when we were on the radio, we weren't on TV. But <laughs> we went to Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we played. We did win a game. We beat Canada. Um, we, we played Florida to start. We lost 10 to nothing. We had never seen anything like Florida. Um, but we beat Canada and then we lost five to four to Illinois and we ended up fourth in the tournament. So it was pretty cool. That's very cool. That's cool. Ithaca is a, um, 
that's a long ass drive. I made that <laughs> yes, several times. I well, didn't have too. to drive. It was like a, oh. had a certain amount of miles that if it was over that amount of miles, they paid for you to fly. And it was like literally like 13 miles and they let yeah. us fly. Nice. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice. It, it, Cause there's, I mean, once you get over that, you know, you get past Albany and it's like 385 it's miles to Buffalo, <laughs> 375 miles to Buffalo. And it's every 10 yeah. miles. That is sign a, is so annoying. Oh my God. Oh. And, and Ithaca's like, oh, like halfway there. And it's just, I remember hitting that and I'm like, oh, I'm almost there. Three hours later, I was still driving. I'm like, where the fuck is this place? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. But no, that's cool. That's, that's, that's cool. Uh, Calvin, what do you got for questions for Amanda? You got any? I, I haven't got any questions for no? Amanda, no. No, okay. Calvin knows everything. Yeah. I'm the all And we just let him keep thinking that. <laughs> Mark, you got any questions before I go on to some more questions here? Or? So not really so much a question, but you brought up a little while ago earlier that you also coach like some youth sports and stuff like that. I've done a lot of that too in the past, coaching like Little League Baseball and even like some of the bowling leagues and stuff. Talk about like having it being gratifying, coaching your own kids or like other people's kids in a sport that you're good at and being able to like kind of pass that knowledge down and be able to mold like the next ones. Like talk about like, you know, why you do it. Is it gratifying to you? Do you do it? You know, why do you do it? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the, the best things that I mean, as a parent, I mean, that's I've coached my kids since I mean, they were little, but not only my kids, but also obviously you coach a team. So you get to, um, you know, you see the people that have zero experience to the people that are experienced, you know, especially when you're doing little league and, you know, youth basketball and things like that, obviously, as they get older, you can, you know, you kind of weed out some of those players that might not know, have a lot of knowledge, but it's very rewarding. I really enjoy it. Um, I take pride. I mean, I learned a lot. I, I have a lot of experience, so I try to, um, you know, pass that on to my kids and, um, and other kids hoping that, I mean, obviously the goal is for them to return. You want them to keep going or, um, and continue to get better. Like I try to, at least obviously, like I said, there's a lot of different, um, levels in little league and things like that, but you're just trying yep. to grow every player. And I don't only, I'm not just talking about sports either. Like I talk about the law of attraction and things like that. I'm trying to grow them as people too, you know, respecting the game, respecting the other team, respecting themselves. Um, and, you know, just trying to make an impact on them. Super cool. And, and, and I can attest, I've seen her, uh, uh, I've seen her coach before. Yep. Um, she's pretty good. I mean, let's, not let's, everybody can do it. Not everybody yeah, has the patience yeah, to be, especially with a group of like 12 little, like nine, 10 year olds. Like it gets to be very chaotic, but every once in a while you do see a few of them that start to pick up on some of the things, not just like you were saying, the technical of whatever sport you're playing, but some of the life lessons, some of the mental like discipline and stuff like that, that also gets passed down. Not necessarily just teaching a kid how to hit the ball or how to read the backboard right or something silly like that, but you see, start to see them grow as people. Over right. the course like, of the you season, know, you over see a lot, or... especially now. I mean, there's so many video games and all those things. Like, people don't know how to be social. Right. And that's another thing that you try. I tried to, you know, you take those people that are so shy and they don't say anything to anybody at the beginning of the year. And then all of a sudden, you, at, by the end, they've come out of their shell and are able to make conversations and make friends that maybe they were having the same problem at school. Mm -hmm. And it, you, you know that you made an impact on them. There's always one or two of those kids on a team that you see in the beginning. They're the shyest things in the world at the beginning yeah. of the season. But if you reach them just right, yeah. by the end of the year, they're all, everybody's hanging and chilling. They're not sitting by themselves on the end of the bench anymore. Yep. That's the I always like to see. Yep. I always like to see how the kids handle, like, it's gratifying to see how they make a mistake in the beginning. But if they make that same mistake later on and they handle it better, it's like, huh, that's yeah. good. Okay. They right. like Good. Mission accomplished. Okay. I can move on. <laughs> I've, I've obviously like Amanda, I've coached, um, little league all the way up through high school, uh, and seeing kids, you know, I'm, I'm 50 years old and seeing kids that I coached almost Coach. 20 years ago 
and you know they're still calling the coach they still talk to his it's really cool yep and i, I mean i do have a question that because i've coached my kids and i know how hard it is to separate coach from dad or coach from mom or stuff like that do you mm-hmm. do you find yourself being a little harder on the girls um, I do. I, t- I really take a lot of pride in like a lot of times people don't know who my daughter is on whatever team I'm coaching, whether it's Emily or Molly right now, like, except for maybe the name on the back of the <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Um, so I try my best to separate that like at practice and at games, obviously, but, um, and then obviously once that's over, I'm mom, you know, yeah. they call me coach. They don't call me mom at practice and at games. They, and I mean, I, I'm hard on them, but I'm also, I obviously, obviously always comes back to being their mom. You know, if they need help with something, they sometimes yeah. have a hard time. Separ- I think they actually have a hard time separating it, harder time separating it than I do. I, yeah. I was, I was just going to say that. I almost think that the kids have a harder time because it happens when I coach my son. I, I realize mm-hmm. that like it, it doesn't work that well. You know, he doesn't see me as an experienced guy who's been doing this for two thirds of my life. He sees me as dad kind of coming down on him when he messes up. I almost think they have a harder time, even though we're trying to be gentle about it in a certain way to balance that coach parent thing. I think they have a harder time because all they see is mom or dad kind of like, no, 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 you're messing up. And right. And sometimes it's not easy. I'll tell them, you know, I can obviously read them pretty well, but it's like, okay, this is, mom talking this isn't coach talking because sometimes i think that they have a hard time yeah it's i struggle when i first started doing it i struggled separating you know would leave the field and i was coach and get home and i was dad and i I would struggle with that and i'd want to talk about the game or talk about the practice and i quickly realized that that was alienating the relationship that we had Um, So I would, I, I forced myself, I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't say anything about anything until he brought it up. Yep. I'd I'd let one of the kids bring bring it up. And then I'd be like, do we want to have this conversation now? Or is this when you want to wait to practice? And he's like, no, I want to talk about it now. And I'd be like, okay, you know, here's X, Y, Z type thing. Um, So, I mean, I got a, I got a question. I've, I've had this question asked of me and and it's now being asked of you by others is what do you want your legacy to be with with bowling um but when you get done which hopefully is 20 plus years from now and you've had a long distinguished career how do you want to be remembered i don't think she'll be able to get that low in 20 years (laughs) (laughs) i don't know she works out a lot remembered as a competitor um, and I want to be remembered as a good teammate. Um, like I said, back when I was in my twenties, I would have, if someone would ask me what my favorite events would be, I would said singles with no hesitation at all. Cause I was in control of my own destiny, but now I would, I shifted my thinking. I love bowling and team events. I, I take, you know, I, like I said, the shift in my mindset has, um, Made me like that. Sorry. (laughs) That's a great ceiling. Yeah. That's nice. Made me like like that um, a lot more. But like I said, I mean, I am a competitor. And, but I hope that, like I said, I mean, I was not a nice person back when I was in my 20s. So I'm hoping that the shift in my mindset and the way that I act now will what people remember not when i was in my 20s but um that is scary as to how similar and brian's laughing because uh, he and i had this conversation i don't know no he and brian and i had this conversation i don't know a month or two ago actually in october when we were uh the exeter once a month we were coming home and we were talking about bowling and how do we want to be remembered it just kind of because someone had asked me and i i almost i'm not gonna say that was verbatim what i said but i was like if you would have asked me when i was in my 20s early 30s i would have said i want to be the guy that won everything you know i was a singles bowler 
that was me. And I didn't, and I was a dick. (laughs) I was. Um, (laughs) And when I hit like my mid thirties, I had this attitude change. I mean, I still obviously have an attitude when I bowl. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the attitude of being a teammate and what it means to be a teammate. And my favorite events, like you, my favorite events are team events. Um, and, it, and it can be do- like doubles, uh, a three-person team, four, whatever it is. I, I love having a partner or partners um to bowl with and it's just it's scary how similar to that answer you gave was what brian and i had that conversation it's um i'm not there yet i'm getting there i i'd I'd like to think i'm a good team a better much better teammate now than i was you know 20 years ago you're a great Uh, teammate but you were a shitty scorekeeper You are a horrible scorekeeper. <laughs> I, I freely admit I am not a good scorekeeper. I'm a good cheerer on. I can cheer people on. You know on. what you hear I, from Tim when he's keeping score the majority of the time? What'd you have the last ball? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, let's see. So... Who are or were, uh, well, I can't spell either. Uh, who are or were some of your favorite partners to bowl with? And if you say Josh Daly, I'm shutting this thing off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, obviously, um, Brooke has been my partner for many, many years. Um, we have an incredible friendship and an incredible connection when we're in the bowling alley. We bowl in league together. I mean, all growing up and then obviously through many tournaments. Um, I mean, I, I can't even, I, I'm going to cry if I talk about her anymore. But, um, you know, bowling with her is one of the best things that I have ever done. Um, and obviously we're friends off of um, the bowling alley too. So it's, but she means a lot to me and bowling with her all these years has meant a lot to me as well. And then, obviously, Charlie, I mean, he, I I met him, obviously, in that one tournament I talked to about the hair thing, but um, I hadn't talked to him for years. All of a sudden, I was bowling in league at the Big 20, and Mike, I don't know if it was Mike or Rick or somebody, comes up to me when I'm in my league, and he's like, you have a phone call. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I have a phone call? They're like, yeah. Classic uh, Charlie. Charlie, calling you, and I'm like, well, at first it took me a minute to remember who that was. I'm like, hello? And he's like, I want you to bowl with me. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, he's like, I'm old, and I need you to carry me, but I'd like to bowl with you. That was after his wife got sick. He took a couple years off from the KM, yeah. and he wanted to come back to it. And he's like, the only way I could do it is if I bowl with you. Um, so I bowled with him, and it was a great four or five years that we bowled together and we ended on a, on a good note and he taught me a lot. I learned a lot from him. Um, and I was really sad obviously when he couldn't bowl anymore. Um, cause he still would bowl. They, I guess they got rid of the rules and I talked to him this summer and he was like, if I can bowl again, I'm going to go to Florida and I'm going to take my bowling ball and I'm going to practice in the sand. <laughs> if I, think I can bowl, he's like, I want to bowl with you. So that's awesome. Um, and obviously, like my ladies' international teams, I mean, we had great connections. Um, you know, Tim bowling with you in that last event. I mean, um, at Exeter, like I didn't even. I think I talked to Jeff Surratt and Sonia a handful of times in in my life, and just the connection that we all had in that one tournament. Um, so that's what it is to me now: is making connections and being a good teammate and you know, bowling with the people that I like to bowl with and, you know, hopefully being successful. But to me, that does, I mean, obviously you want to win a tournament, but it's not the, it's not always the best reason for me to bowl anymore. Just to win. Yeah. I, uh, I would agree with you on that. Even though winning is fun, um, 
winning, obviously winning is fun. Uh, but going with people that you have a connection with and that you enjoy being around totally worth it to me. Mm-hmm. It's to- totally worth it. I mean, I'd even bowl with Calvin because I enjoy, I enjoy Calvin, even though I try well, not you're to tell gonna him that. In, in March, you're gonna, yeah, so. you're gonna, not that you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna. Well, no, you we'll, we'll see. I haven't made up my, I haven't made up my mind yet. I don't think I can bowl with you, Calvin. Yeah, you can. <laughs> oh yeah, you can. <laughs> you find a way. <laughs> so, Amanda, as we as we kind of wrap up this uh, wrap up this evening, what uh, what do you have for? Do you have any questions for us? I mean, I know that I've been reading a lot of questions for you, but do you have any for us? Oh, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Oh, don't say that because I told you. I, I have. I, I have a text. I have a text right Jump here. Through. Man, Tim, uh, how's that bus you're driving over and back and over and back? Feels pretty good. <laughs> but... <laughs> His back's never felt better. Yeah. Um, how about why, what are your reasons why you guys are doing this every week? I want to know from each of you why you want to do this every week. I can tell I can tell you why I do it. Um, I love this game. This game has given me everything in my life. It gave me a family. It gave me a job for the rest of my life. I'm living my dream, running the lanes here. And this is fun, talking to the same knuckleheads each week. We've been friends for years. And this is just fun to, like, kind of take a step back from the competitive edge of the game and kind of not really make light of it, but just talk about it in a normal way and put it out there for people to see that, like, Hey, you know, you might see us competing and being all hardcore on the lanes, but off the lanes, we're the same knucklehead that you are. And we just talk and have fun and mess with each other the same way everybody else does. But we know what we're talking about at the same time. So it's entertaining. We could throw a little knowledge out and we can have people like yourself on the show here and there to come in and actually who enjoy doing what we're doing too, to come in and say hi. It's totally worth it to the game, to myself personally, the friends here that I got. It's all worth it. Every bit of it. I thought she was talking about why was you bowling every week? Oh, <laughs> I was like, why do we bowl every week? Well, I don't know. Well, like, I don't know why I bowl every week. <laughs> exactly, we right? We all come back. I think of that every time I throw the, the ball. The closer you get to 40, Amanda, yeah. the more you'll question it every single week. Trust me. Oh, he only has six more <laughs> yeah. months. So. Yeah. Uh, no, I enjoy doing just almost the exact same reason. I enjoy talking about the game. I enjoy, I guess you know, telling people about the game and telling people who say don't have Facebook, but they listen to their podcasts and stuff like that. They can hear us tell them results and keep them up with what's going on. And we have our fun, like making fun of Tim for an hour. That was probably the most fun I've had in it's a, a long good time. time. It's it a good time. Just, it's just so much fun. And we each know that we can rib each other and do all this stuff and we can have a fun show every week like even when brian's yelling at tim before we start as soon as the show starts we're just making fun of each other right because brian's kind of given up on the whole tim you're an idiot thing and we move on and do the show and we have fun making fun of each other it's uh, it's just a fun time look forward to it every monday so go ahead brian uh, it's a way I can give back to a game that's given me so much. Like I have all these friends and these really close friendships and teammates. And I mean, Tim was in my wedding. I bowl with Mark in November now and Calvin I've bowled with since he started bowling in the Can-Am and get to see him all the time. And, and I'm not as good as you other four people. So it's a way I can contribute back to a game I love, even though I might not average the highest. You always put the best effort in them. I never throw a pin away. And that's something I tell Tim is you never have to wonder if I try. That's the most important thing. That is the most important thing. And I don't even know you that well, but I know that about you. Tim, why do you do this? I didn't really. Can Can you mute yourself and then tell that? Why? Aww. Wait, Amanda, I got you. Hang wait. on. I got you. Hold on. I, hold on. Wait. There wait. he goes. He's I, done. I, I'm, 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 I'm Calvin. It's an international incident. I love it. 
Wait, wait a minute. Is this? I, I have a feeling it's the Mighty Ducks thing from the Hawks Sorry, coming. Tim. It's not worth winning if you can't win big, Tim. Is is that it? <laughs> Tim's not here right now. He'll be back later. Please leave a message. Oh, hi, so, Tim. hi, hi, hi. Um, so I do this, obviously, and everybody knows this because I love to hear myself talk. Um, that's that's the feedback that I get that I, yeah, uh, no, I, you know, I I do it because the game of Candlepin has been really good for me. Um, being a competitive person, um, I, I I had to find an outlet early on because I obviously wasn't going to be dunking basketballs or throwing ninety five mile fastballs yeah. or anything else. You're only 5'1". Yeah. You're not going to dunk a basketball. I'm 5'5". Five, five. Get it right. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues can dunk, Tim. I might have shrunk. 5'5 five, five in his heels is what he's saying. <laughs> I'm 5'3". Five, five, Friday, three, Friday three, night. He puts <laughs> lifts in his bowling shoes. Yeah, yeah. Every Jesus. Friday night, Tim's 5'5". Try to be serious for a second, and these guys got to shit on me. I didn't um, say shit. Oh, that was my uh, I know. I know. Ultimately, Amanda, it comes down to the fact that I love the game, and it's it's done a lot of good for me. Um, I'm not going to say I met my wife at the bowling alley because my wife doesn't like bowling. Um, I didn't meet her at the bowling alley, uh, but I met your wife at a bowling alley. You yes, <laughs> yes you just, I definitely yes, met your you wife did. in the bowling alley. Um, I I love talking about bowling. And I like to be able to impart the things that I've learned from other people. You know, I've had the luxury of bowling with, you know, Hall of Famers, Charlie Mylan, Russ Neely, Al Joy, um, you know, uh, a future Hall of Famer such as, you know, such as you, Amanda, um, you know, my sister, uh, Judy. Um, I, I've had the luxury Judy is of, a Hall of Famer. I know. Oh, you said future, and then you no, no, oh, no. I, I meant, yeah. She's, I, I didn't mean it that she's future. It's just to be able to talk about the game, and it's my way of trying to help the game grow. Um, I don't want to see it die. I don't want to see it, you know, fall, fall back to nothing. Um, so I don't own a bowling alley. I'm never going to own a bowling alley. Um. I'm not a huge fan of the ICBA, even though it does some good things with the game. I just don't know as if they've truly have the best interest of all the bowlers at heart. So Brian and I had this conversation a couple of years ago. Um, we were traveling somewhere to a bowling to a bowling tournament. We were like, let's do a podcast. And we just started talking about it. And so we started it up and then we were like, you know what we need we need other people. And so we got, I don't remember who came first, Calvin or Mark. I think Marky did. And then we were like, we need, we need a Canadian, you know, we need a Canadian presence and well, hell, let's get all the Calvin. So ultimately long winded way of saying, this is the way I want to grow. This is the way I can grow the game or help grow the game. Mm -hmm. So is that, is that your team main? Yeah. Uh, That's so, my okay, batting so, cage. I knew there was Mets up there for a reason. Like, I knew something yeah, was there. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's uh, So, Amanda and Neil have this really cool thing going with, uh, uh, is it AAU softball? Uh, yeah. So, yep. AAU softball, team main. So, they they have a, you know, couple of teams, and so they'll have individual pitching, uh, pitching stuff going on, uh, as well as um, individual hitting. And I guess I didn't realize that was in the basement of your home. Mm -hmm. That's, that's pretty cool. solid. You have a bat that's cage awesome. in the basement. Like, that's pizza. <laughs> that is pizza. So. I got to plug my phone in. Sorry. You no, know, that's okay. We can we can wake Neil up. He can join the, he can join the, uh, uh, he can join the podcast if he wants. Oh. Oh, oh there she okay. is. <laughs> Ah, but now she's muted, so let's see if she can unmute herself. <laughs> I doubt it. Oh, look at her. Oh, oh. 
Oh, ye of that. little faith. So we're gonna we are gonna wrap up here. We've been about an hour on this recording, and um, I know it's late for Amanda. She goes to bed at like seven o'clock at night. You know, she needs her twelve hours of beauty sleep. So, um, Amanda, thank you uh, for coming on, being thank a guest. You for having me. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You are, uh, I will say it. I have said it in the past. I will keep saying it. You are the best female in the game of candlepin bowling. I am saying number one. I don't care what these other guys. Addie's up there. Jill's up there. Tasha's up there. Mario. But in my eyes, and Mario and Lori and Aaron yeah. Merrill. I mean, there's there's a lot of them. Uh, in my eyes, having bowled with you, having bowled against you, I, I will do as the number one female bowler in the game of Candlepin Bowling right now. Thank you. So, you can, Maddie, you can fight me on this one the next time I see you. <laughs> uh, folks, we're going to wrap up. Um, you can uh, send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. You can find us ripping the rack podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at ripping the rack podcast. Big booty. Brian can be found on OnlyFans. Uh, you can find him there. He's there. He's there. He's, he's there. Uh, he's there. Don't listen to him. Oh no. He's got his, he's got a special going with his butt plugs. Folks. He's behind a paywall. He's but he's behind a paywall. Brian, I'm right there with you. There. I hate all of you. Not you, Amanda. I, I hate the men in this room right now. <laughs> Brian, where else can they hear us? Well, they can hear us on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Google Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to your podcast mediums. <laughs> oh, Brian, your dulcet tones just soothe my ears. Gotta be good at something, them. right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> Folks, we appreciate it. Thank you to our guest, Amanda. Uh, folks at Abolin, good luck. Have a good week. We will see you next week. Calvin's the